Hi, I'm Clark Dunn, your host of the Beyond Rockets podcast. Huntsville, Alabama is primarily known for being the Rocket City because of its close association with the U.S. space mission. But Huntsville is so much more than that. Huntsville is home to many high-tech companies, entrepreneurs involved in interesting startups, talented creatives, and much, much more. My goal is to introduce you to some of these individuals that are taking Huntsville beyond the rocket. In this episode, I sit down with JP and... No, you don't. You don't sit down with anybody. I'm sitting down with you today, Clark. Okay. Um, I guess we're going to go <laughs> with that and see how this goes. This episode is sponsored by Offbeat Coffee Studio. Offbeat Coffee Studio is a local coffee shop located at Campus 805 in Huntsville, Alabama that specializes in offering unique craft coffee. I love Offbeat because of its inviting atmosphere. If you're new to coffee or coffee enthusiast, there's something for you. The baristas allow you to ask questions or recommendations, and while you wait for your cup of coffee, you can check out their incredible selection of vinyl records. Go check out Offbeat Coffee Studio today. For the month of February, Beyond Rockets listeners get a dollar off their drink at Offbeat. Just mention Beyond Rockets at checkout. This is not a very uh, businessy, structured uh, podcast because no. I'm on it. It's kind of like a mullet, but yeah, you're the front I mean, of the mullet. It's, 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 it's going to be a party for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, me too. So the idea of uncertainty is something that we live our lives under this umbrella that everything that we do, career-based, decision-based, is something that we don't know what is actually going to be outcome. And I know for you being a small business owner, you probably deal with a lot of uncertainty. Kind of back up a minute. I mean, this is full circle. You know, we started, or you started this podcast in my studio where we're at right now, uh, I guess, what, seven or eight months ago? Yeah, it was, like, right? it was like end of May, I guess. End of May, yeah. And it's a little different this time. We have microphones. We have uh, uh, some equipment and everything. And then how many episodes have you done? It's since like then? the 15th, I guess. 15th, 15th wow. one that we've recorded, so. That's nuts. So, yeah, so I made it. When you first talked to me... I guess I was in my uh, maybe sixth month of going full-time as a small business owner with my uh, film production company. So it's it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. You know, honestly, I had no expectations other than, you know, I'd been running the business as a side business for six years. So that's all I had to go off of, which was, quite frankly, a, a lot. You know, I had a lot of good data to go off of but you know projecting how this year would do you know had no clue i mean honestly it took a while to get started to think oh i don't have to get up and go to my normal job today <laughs> it really took about four or five months to wake up and and not have to you know think think like that and just kind of all right i get to go into my studio and do work today and quit when i want to and go ride my bike when i want to <laughs> you know just kind of do whatever. So it was, um, as far as uncertainty goes, I mean, I'm not a planner. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you are. Or you, do you like to plan? I like to plan things. I mean, I like I like to know at least somewhat what's going to be happening as much as I can control it. Mm. But then sometimes I'm like, I don't want to know what the plan is. It just, I guess it just depends on the circumstance and like what I'm actually doing. But yeah. most of the time I like to have everything kind of, okay, this is when this is going to happen. I have like seven calendars on Google Calendar. Wow. Shared with like family and friends and work and this that or the other just to kind of organize stuff to yeah. like be like okay if i need to know where i'm going to be this time on this day so my family knows i know what calendar to go to so right. yeah, i'm a little well, bit of a planner good. yeah that's uh <laughs> i thought we had enough uh, calendars shared calendars we've got three or four I, I like to say i guess i'm not a planner but i, I guess in actuality if i really looked at it i'm more of a, more of a planner than i thought i was so every month i break down 
you know, all the jobs that I got and I can see, you know, projections of, you know, if we do this job, this is how much we'll make. And, you know, and I don't know, it's uncertainty still just, I don't think of it as uncertainty. Does that that sound weird? I mean, did you think of it more of an, like, do you think of it, does it stress you out more now because it's the only job you do than it did when you first started? Or is it honestly stress you out less? Angie, my wife, we were talking about this the other day, and and I don't even look at my job as a job or a career. <laughs> like we were talking about somebody, or her mother, she just retired. She was she's a nurse. She's been a nurse for uh, ever since I've known my wife, and she just retired. And you know, today is her first day of not having oh, wow. to go to work. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> and I told my wife, I told Angie, I was like. I'll never have that day. There's no retirement <laughs> day for me because I don't have a normal job. I am my employer and that's fine with me. It does. And she's like, does that freak you out? Does that feel weird? And I was like, no, I kind of love it. Cause I don't ever want to like retire, you know, does I, it feel like when you left your last job, like that was you retiring? That was that was exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I told her. I said, when I l- quit my last job, uh, working for somebody else, it felt like retiring. Cause I feel like I'm in retirement right now because I can, like, you know, I'm sitting in my studio, I have two bikes, I have a mountain bike and a road bike on a trainer, and I can literally just go get on one of those right now and go ride outside. You know, in my neighborhood, there's a trail half a mile to, from my house. I can just go and do that right now if I need to get and get some stress off or, you know, burn some calories so I can eat burritos, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just, it feels like I've retired and um, I have more freedom. Looking at this month, you know, February is slammed. It's the biggest month I've ever had. I've got job after job after job. I'm going to Guatemala for five days to film. I don't really know how it's all going to work out, but, you know, I'm not really stressed about it either because this past year I've met some really, you know, good people to crew with. I've already had, you know, the library of guys. You've had them on the show, their local agency. Fantastic. You know, I could work every day with those guys <laughs> and I, I hope the feeling's mutual <laughs> i guess phil will reach out after this episode yeah and, he'll, he'll comment and, on it and, and let you know yeah <laughs> put me in my place but you know it's kind of like that we've we've got i've got about six or seven people that whenever there's a job i just go through all those guys and girls and whoever's available you know hopefully sometimes we can all all get together on projects so it's it's really fun. It's like I mean, this is the best. It was the best year of my life working. Um, I've had some really good places to work before that I made really great money at, but I was still working for somebody else. I still had to show up, you know, every day. So so it sounds like you kind of like the uncertainty. I lo- I guess I do. That's, like, that, it that's seems a, like you like strive in uncertainty. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's you hit the nail on the head. Is I strive. Yeah, and uncertainty. Because it's, it, it's interesting because, like, I go, so Googling the definition of uncertainty, it comes up with the yeah, state, of being, state of being uncertain. Okay. And then it says something that is uncertain or that causes one to feel uncertain. So the so I guess if based on what you're saying, it's you you love the state of being uncertain. Yeah. Um, you almost almost do better when you're uncertain. I, about I thrive. Things. Yeah, I, and that does make sense with my personality. Because we have some friends, I think, I, I guess you could call, uh, classify them as type A or something, and they have to have, you know, know everything in advance before they do something. And it was always kind of um, interesting to me to, to to hear how their thought process worked. And I'm like, 
that stressed me out, <laughs> you know, to think that they have to think through all these things before, um, before doing something. I, I'm just, I guess, more chaotic and just kind of jump in. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not a planner and I don't like to be prepared. Like when I go to a job, I love to have a shot list. I love to have, you know, a script to follow, all those things like that. It makes the shoot go so much better. I mean, I guess when, when we sat down and sat down in May and we sat down in your studio and I had my laptop and that one mic and we did the episode, I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't nervous or yeah worried about like the uncertainty of like what the next few months, because I honestly did not expect that we'd be here doing right. this and we'd already have 15 episodes done. Right. And, like I would have met the people I've met, mm-hmm. but like I wasn't necessarily concerned with the fact of being uncertain about it. Because I, I, guess I, I guess I never thought of it beyond a point I really honestly don't know what I thought would come about this. I, I never really was like, oh, like, I want to see it do this. Like, now, it's a whole different boat. Yeah. Like, when the second season started, in like, this month, I have goals that are much more... Uh, Different than... Far-fetched. And, like, I, I mean, I actually have goals. <laughs> yeah. I, when I started this, I didn't have a goal. It was just, like, I enjoy learning from these people. Yeah. So, I'm going to record the episodes, and maybe a few 10, 12 people would like to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But like now it's like I have close to 200 people listen to them each episode, mm-hmm. I have 400 close to followers. Like it's I never it's thought yeah. that people would like to listen to him or like to hear me talk. And yeah. now I'm sitting on an episode which is me talking. Right. <laughs> like exactly. not even anybody I'm interviewing now. Yeah, exactly. So like I never thought of it as like a uncertain thing. But but I don't think now I become I am more stressed out about it. Like mm-hmm. if anything, I'm just like you're more focused. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I like I prepare in a different way for the episodes. Mm-hmm. I prepare uh, the post I do. I prepare the stories I do. I prepare any of the content I put out a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but none of it's making me like, I like. I also don't feel like it is like a job. Mm-hmm. Like I go to school, I have internships and I work, but mm-hmm. like the podcast is like a fun, mm-hmm. enjoyable time. So like if it's, if I spend three or four hours trying to take a video of me talking mm-hmm. and I just can't get it down. Like, I don't understand how people can do it. All like right. Emery, by all means, yeah. you do a great job, but <laughs> I can't just record it and even twice and put it out. Like I'm like recording it over and over again. And mm-hmm. then I'm looking at all my little nuances of my mouth and my hands. Oh, I'm doing too much. I'm doing too little. And it's like, I don't know how people do this, yeah. but I guess I just care more about what I put out. So, but it's not uncertainty. I'm just kind of like, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is. I think there's fun and uncertainty. I mean, it's fear, you know, is a different word. I don't think uncertainty is fear. I think it can become fear. I kind of just look at it as, you know, something that I'm not sure of, but I feel confident that we can figure it out. Our idea takes off, you know, then that's great. Like, you know, when you started, like you said, all those things, you were not sure where it was going to go and what it was going to look like but like well i'm going to try this and if it works out great if not then i'll find something else yeah, that's it's fun. like if, if not i've met i've met five or six people that mm-hmm. are pretty interesting and that maybe could lead to something in the future that's like right. if, if, if anything like i i think of it's more of connections i'm making and like people i think of every episode with the people i do of them not just like a business partner quote mm-hmm. unquote mm-hmm. like i don't want to be that person that you just call because of this that or the other like i want to be someone that like genuinely loves what you're doing enough that if you have something you want to share about that you come to me and that vice versa like i come to these shops i eat at these places that i've done or Mm -hmm. i talk to phil or emory like beyond just 
the episode. Like, it's not just like a, I talk, I did the episode with you and we're done. It's like, hey, like, there's this person I know, or there's this thing that's going on, or hey, do you want to be a part of this? Or do you want to be a part of that? Like, I think of it as more of that. Like, these are like friends that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just like I am putting a headphones on them and talking to them and asking them questions about their life. Like, I think of it as more like I'm genuinely curious and I want this curiosity to be something that's not 25 minutes on an episode and ends. Mm-hmm. I want it to be something that I can continue to learn more about and be- learn more about you and your company and your business long down the road. And just see the mm-hmm. growth that these companies are making. Like, it's, it'd be crazy to see in a year people that we've done, like, even if they're smaller or bigger, like where they are in a year oh yeah and like where they are even even in like like looking at us now and it's only been eight months maybe Mm -hmm. six seven months like looking at us in may coming up Mm -hmm. and seeing where we are a year from the podcast actually like its start date would be interesting i Mm -hmm. mean because it's like it's uncertain like we have no idea what tomorrow is but i I mean it's, it's exciting shoot i mean you've already got a we've got a sponsor yeah <laughs> I mean, which is crazy which, i mean shout out to offbeat, offbeat coffee yeah if you need any coffee or vinyl records definitely go check out <laughs> offbeat drew and kyle are incredible so that's right just watch out for your coffee though sometimes you'll get beard hair in there but that's like <laughs> a little protein to it i mean it's 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 all good it yeah. all goes to the same it's place. organic yeah it's not all natural in there all natural nobody colors their beard who does that I think of uncertainty in a different light than just... I think there's other things that... Other words to describe things that you're nervous about or scared to do. Mm -hmm. But I necessarily don't consider them uncertain. Mm -hmm. I I have no idea what your agenda is for this other than what you just asked me. But who has been your favorite guest on the podcast? Ooh, favorite guest. You're going to probably piss off a lot of people. (laughs) Hey, it's okay. I loved having having everybody on the podcast. Let's go ahead and just... Yeah. Mention that. You Everyone's been great and everyone I'm going to have is going to be awesome. Um, I don't know. I liked doing some stories that were like I didn't even know anything about. Like going into it, like we had no mm-hmm. idea what it was going to be. Like yeah. when we did the granola at Hudson Alpha, we yeah. both had no idea what it was going to be like. Right. Burl. Burl granola. barley granola. Like yeah. we, we we had no idea going into that. Like we've never met this person. I've never done something at Hudson Alpha before. Mhm. And so that was a little uncertain. Like we both were like creating the questions at that point. And we were like, what do we ask this? Like we've never met this person. We know nothing really about it. And it ended up being a really good episode. And like we both left there like, wow, that, that was good. Yeah, I was inspired. And then like like doing the episode with Emery, you're like sitting down and like Emery's just aura of himself makes you excited to do anything. Like right. it can you're, be taking out the trash and he makes it exciting. You're fanboying. Oh yeah, Emery. I was fanboying all over Emery. <laughs> I'll mention that right now. Emery, I hope you're listening. But yeah. I was. It was it, it was just incredible because his passion for everything that he does is something like it just overflows. Right. Like if, if he's uncertain, I mean it'd be I, I'd be curious to see how he how he deals with that. Because yeah. it seems like he deals with it pretty well from what we can see. Yeah, I mean, right after we recorded that, he left Holtz Leather and And then now he's back. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's I back didn't know now. That. He's back now. I mean <laughs> I see his, he always does all his Instagram stories now and he's always at Holtz and he's doing all this creative directing stuff and I'm just wow. like, wow. Yeah, there's no uncertainty in that guy. No, I mean he just he just like lives life to the fullest and goes to like whatever yeah. opportunities come that he wants to be a part of, he goes for it. All so right. like it's, I mean, all the episodes have been different, and I think that what's funny is that like the correlations between a lot of them, because mm-hmm. it's we sat down when we sat down with uh, you and we did the episode. You talk about how you went to school for computer science and you mm-hmm. were in computer science and that's you were right. doing programming and this that and I was like okay and I was in that boat at that point. Yeah, I was I was there. Right. I yeah. was like. Oh, computer science. Like, that's that's the best field to be in, right? I mean, yeah. like, great job security in Huntsville, mm-hmm. the plethora of 
opportunities here as well as any place you really wanted to go. Great, great opportunity. I come to your studio. I'm like, this is what I imagine like a, a computer, like a cool atmosphere to work in. Nope. No, <laughs> like not at all. Not in, not in Huntsville. No. Maybe a few places that you don't know about them. Yeah. So like it's Mark at the fret shop. He mm-hmm. studied computer science and then switched uh, at UAH. And then you have other people that did computer science or were studying other things. So it, it was just kind of like a every person I did was had a little bit of like curiosity or a little bit of correlation to what I was dealing with at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I started it, I was computer science and we did your episodes and we did probably six or seven between mm-hmm. when between that and October. Yeah, and you did your due diligence. You went, you kept doing it, you yeah. got an internship. I kept doing it. I kept doing uh, UAH. I was doing computer science, and I kept doing it, and I got an internship finally, and I was like, this is going to be it. Like, this is going to be the point at which I know I'm supposed to do this. Because, mm-hmm. like, leading up to it, I did Calhoun for two years, and, like, that that honestly didn't prepare me for what computer science was going to be. Mm-hmm. It Definitely did a great job of getting my basics done and getting prepared for UAH. Right. Like I was in a good standing, transferred a good amount of hours. Like it was good, but as far as computer science, it didn't really give me a clear explanation if that was what I wanted to do. And when I got my first UAH class for computer science, it was fine. Like it's what I expected. Class size about thirty or so. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly became okay. I got the internship. Okay, like I'm so excited. Like this is going to be the best. Like I got an internship. It, it pays well. Like, Experience is going to be great. I'll be able to get a job wherever I want to go. Great resume builder. I'm going to put this right here on the resume now. You're going to make so much money. I know. I'm so excited. Like, this is like this is the dream, isn't it? This is the Huntsville dream. Yep. Like Emory mentioned, the Huntsville dream, uh, like job security. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, I'm so excited. This is going to be great. Yep. Change jobs every yeah. three years, so your salary goes yeah. up 15 I mean, to 30%. You stay in the same building, you just go to different contractors, mm-hmm. and then you just keep going and keep going. Yep. And I got there the first day, and nothing to the company, but... I knew the first day that it was not for me. You walked in. I walked in and I knew. I just them explaining what they were doing. I could not like they were they were so excited about it, and I'm glad that the people do what they love. <laughs> like you could tell they love it, and right. I'm glad. Like that's to do something you love is great, mm-hmm. and like to have so much enjoyment in doing it is awesome. Like exactly. that's like the dream, really. Yep. I mean, like I I really don't care what the job is as long as I'm enjoying doing it. Yep. And they love it. I'm a, I'm yawning mm-hmm. i am yawning yep. and i feel so bad like it's it's obviously not that late or that early i'm just i just can't stop yawning it and wasn't I'm, for you and i'm like this is not for me i was like well it's the first day <laughs> like maybe surely tomorrow surely tomorrow and the next day and the next week will get better you know it, it can't it will get better I'll, i'm just learning right now i'll be in a, my office little cubic cubicle farm <laughs> uh doing great things like it's, yep. it's, it's gonna be awesome a week pass. You put on headphones at work. You listen to music, listen to podcasts. No one talks to you. It's yep. great for the first week and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of slowly take off your headphones and you listen. And everyone's doing the same thing. Like, there's like, it's not like maybe just the interns are not talking to each right. other. It's that like everybody doesn't talk to anybody. Right. And I'm like, oh my goodness this is crazy mm-hmm. so i like i have to get up and start walking around you know like i'm gonna go, I'll go, I'll go to the bathroom and then i'll like maybe people will be talking in the hallways and i'll maybe start up a conversation with somebody that i've never met yeah no 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 one talks no nope. like they honestly i think the goal is to get an office so that you can close off the door and people will talk to you less mm. and i'm like I, I just can't do this so after two months i left yeah which is like i spent two and a half years fighting for an internship mm-hmm 
got let down so many times. I, I mean, I had accounts on every company's website in town for the big big companies. So whenever they posted a new internship, I just had to submit mine. Yeah. Submit mine. Submit mine. And like they would send me, oh, sorry. Uh, unfortunately, we decided to go in other directions. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Unfortunately, we decided to go in another. Okay. That, yeah. That's okay. Over and over. And I finally get one. I'm like, yes. And then I leave. And it was a big one. It wasn't it was a like big one. for somebody no. small. It no, was it was a big one. Yeah. And I left. And people were like, it's even funny because like my friends that are in computer science, they were like, it's you so, made it. Yeah. They were like, oh my good. Like, like all of them had internships. And even they were like, man, you got an internship that was really good. Yeah. And you left it in two months. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought to myself like, yeah. And like, I'm surprised. Like, I'm so glad my friends love doing it. Because mm-hmm. like, I know that like, any of my crazy ideas I come up with, I have somebody I can pitch them to, mm-hmm. and like it's great. Yeah. And like their uh, like their ability to do programming is incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's not for everyone. And you realize that it's not for you. Yeah. And it's a good thing you figured that out now. Until uh, instead of keep going. And like I was always fighting with the idea of like un- I was always uncertain <laughs> about the idea of if it was for me. Like like the question of how do you know what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest question I always had. Right. How do I know what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing? And it was, it honestly would keep me up because I'd be like, I don't think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. And then this podcast starts, okay, continue doing the internships. And I leave the internship in end of October, beginning of November. I withdraw from three of my five classes, which was crazy. I, I like still <laughs> even now, like I was a college dropout kind of, like, even though I only had three classes, I only had two classes left. And I went to class twice a week. I felt like a college dropout. I was like, wow, wow. I don't know if I like this or not. But I, I honestly, I really, really liked it. Like, I was like, this is exciting. I don't know what's going to happen. All right. Switch majors, uh, sign the papers. What did you it, switch it to? I switched to marketing. Yeah. And it, it honestly, at the time, I was like, it, it's going to be the, it's going to be a good fit. Like with a podcast, what I do with that, I love it. I even like was already reading books about marketing, even though I was in computer science. Mm-hmm. But then the real test came in January when we started classes for the spring because it was my first taste of a marketing business class. Oh, wow. And the class atmosphere is just so different. I mean, it is... In a good way? Oh, it's in a great way. Like, I was was scared. I honestly kind of was scared going in because (laughs) I did not know what it was going to be like. I didn't know if it was going to be something I was going to enjoy, if I was going to switch majors and then be like... I don't like this major either. Mm-hmm. And then I'm back to square one. Like I was, I was definitely scared and I was definitely uncertain about what was going to happen. And I remember going into the class and I think my first class was, I had a communications class. And the first thing he said was, my goal is to make you uncomfortable in this class. Ooh. And I remember being like, and I'm excited. Yeah. Like, I don't mind talking to people. Right. Like I have a podcast. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you did <it> <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have no problem getting up in front of people and talking. And I want to be uncomfortable because then I become better at it. Mm. So I was like, this is going to be good. So we, we did that class. He's like, I don't like busy work. And I was like, oh, this Great. is my, this, it's my dream. <laughs> You're like, I like, don't either. No busy work. <clears throat> like, you just expect us to read it. And we talk about it in class and we have discussions. And we do crazy weird things in class that make mm. us uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, sign me up. Like, where have I, like, why have I not been doing this? And then I go to my second class and it's a marketing class that day. And I'm like, oh, first marketing class. I can't wait. So like, and just to remember, I was in, most of my computer science classes were like 30 people, Mm -hmm. small classrooms in the tech and tech hall. 
like no windows, no sign of earth. Like they prepare you really well for what you do at the on the arsenal, and you're in a cubicle. They prepare you really well because there's no windows. Like you're just like in That's a dark right. space. Yeah. It's great. No vitamin D. People love it. Um, they kind of look a little pale, but it's all right. Um, so I remember going to the marketing class, and I was in the nursing building, and I was like, oh, like, what I we never, doing here? Never really been in the nursing building to, to, for one thing. Because all my computer science classes were in one building. So I didn't really have to know. Most of them were even in the same classroom, just at different times. So mm-hmm. I really didn't have to know that campus very well. Go to the nursing building. Look at the map. Okay, I know it's on the second floor. Like, it's a 200-room cla- uh, 200 second floor. Go to the second floor, looking for this classroom. Get into this classroom. This classroom seats, like, 150 people. Whoa. And I'm like, there's no, there, there's, there's no way this class is going to be full. Like, just a, like a caveat... I went to a small Christian high school and graduated with 18 people. <laughs> yeah, so me like, too. I, I went to public school before, like before high school and stuff like that. So I was used to bigger sizes, but 150, you're definitely not used yeah. to like in one class. So I get in there, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. 150 people, no way. Sit down, more people start coming in, more people start coming in. Whoa. The classroom gets full. What? And I'm like, there's 150 plus people in this classroom and we're all at one teacher learning about marketing. And I was like, this is going to be a little, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like there's just so many people in there. I'm not going to be able to like actually focus. And the teacher is incredible. Like she is just, she is like, she just lectures in class, which is like, sometimes you're like, oh, just lecture. Like you're not, no, no fun. She keeps it interesting. She always has like a current event that she reads, like a weird marketing tactic that some company is using yeah. before each class. She talked about how Snoop Dogg is the uh, spokesperson for Duncan and the Beyond Meat like oh, yeah. patty thing yeah. and we watched a video in class about it and it was mm-hmm. great yeah we've like we always talk about new tech things that are coming out uh the way they market each tech like it's super interesting and it keeps you involved and curious and i'm like even though there's 150 people in there i feel like there's just 20 of us and it's just her talking like it's and wow. it's at that point i was like i think i'm gonna like this yeah and like you go to my other classes my management classes all the other stuff business stats boo <laughs> yeah um uh but it's it's just like a whole different world. It really is. But like I see, I guess the way my mind was working before and I didn't realize it is that like that was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Like the podcast has shown that the I podcast, love the marketing yeah. and I love the business side of things and I love coming up with these ideas and being able to pour creativity into them. Right. And that's all the business department is, is like marketing is just creative ways to get your product sold mm-hmm. is the whole idea of marketing and stuff like that. So it was just kind of like a, Wow. Mm. It's like now I feel as though like I don't hate going to class. I don't hate doing homework. And the big thing about homework, computer science classes, you would spend hours and hours writing one program. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would just like one class, one program, you'd spend hours. And like I would sit in the office on a Saturday or Sunday and just write program all day for one assignment. Yeah. Marketing... is just so much better because I spend an hour or two and I get all my classes done. Right. It's not as though it's like the the work is it. I feel like the the work is sufficient for the knowledge that you're getting. Yeah. So like I'm not getting any less knowledge by doing the work that marketing is like taking me to do it. So like the hour and a half or two hours it takes me to do all my homework assignments. I'm not feeling like I'm learning less than I was when I was doing computer science classes mm. for one subject, one class, an hour and a half. I feel like I'm honestly learning more because I see the practicality of these classes. So marketing was a good fit. Oh, for you. I mean, it was it was huge. And like the whole time, like I said, I was fighting with like, is what I'm what should I be doing? How do I know what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. And I fought with that for the longest time. And 
that's one thing I wish. Like, I'm glad I found out when I found out. Like, mm-hmm. most people don't. I would hate to be in a job mm-hmm. on the arsenal. Your first day. Just... On the arsenal with, like, having dependents, people depending on me for yeah. go, to go to work. And then realize after five, six years that I don't like this. Like, yeah. I hate going to work, and I just don't enjoy this. And then being like, I'm kind of stuck. I, or, or whatever decision or whatever kind of thing I want to go into, I'm going to have to do it on the side, which mm. means I'm spending less time away from the people I want to spend time with. That's true. I mean, that's that's a good point. People, you know, people that are in college right now and you don't know what you're doing, you know, definitely seek out internships. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's that's a good taste of, uh, you know, what you might be getting into. And then, I mean, if there's a company that you really admire and and you love, like, you know, seek them out and, and ask them that you'll work for free, you know, even just yeah, to get just that experience. experience. I mean, yeah. it, the experience and the atmosphere where you think you want to work is worth more than the money that they'll pay you. Yeah. I mean, and, and re- well, if you look back, I mean, you'll spend less money yeah. because you didn't waste thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I, like, I would say continue to fight for internships. I mean, it's something like mm-hmm. I fought for the longest time. Like I applied to internships, even knowing I wasn't qualified for the internship right right. just hoping that someone would give me a chance like i like like knowing the work ethic i was like if someone gives me a chance not based on my qualifications but based on just like like i think this person would do a great and then like let me interview and i sat down i think they'd give me the job so i would apply to internships even if i like necessarily did not have all the experience that they required right because it's like what is the worst thing they tell you no yeah exactly i don't mind being told no right if anything knows like Okay, maybe I shouldn't apply. I shouldn't continue to apply there, or maybe I should go in other directions, or maybe that's not a good fit for me. Right. But but saying yes and getting stuck in something, or getting somewhere and realizing, like being there for a long period of time, like I said, if you found out later in life, it's honestly like I wish someone would have just told me no, and maybe I wouldn't have been there, right. or I maybe wouldn't have gotten into that situation where now I'm stuck. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, sometimes you know, especially if, I don't consider myself a perfectionist, but you know sometimes I have those tendencies and I wouldn't submit my resume or uh, a piece of work or something because it wasn't completely fleshed out. You know, I'd feel like, you know, this company has really high standards and, you know, I don't feel like my work or that I'm submitting or my resume that I'm submitting is, is good enough for them to even look at. Well, I mean, so what? Yeah. I mean, not to be cliche, but was it Wayne Gretzky that said you miss 100% of shots you don't take? Or was that <laughs> yeah. Michael Scott? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just a crazy thing because like the idea that which I think is like a whole other might be a whole other episode we talk about sometime, but it's the idea of failure. Mm. But like it's just crazy how many people I talk to that are just afraid of asking. Yeah, and that's one thing I've learned within the last probably four or five months of doing the podcast that most people are okay with you asking mm-hmm. because even if they're not interested, they just don't respond to your emails. I mean, sometimes it gets me frustrated. Like I wish you yeah. would just respond, but like overall it's like 95% of the people or even more than that, probably that I've talked to or that I've asked to do stuff that I've asked um, to use a space or to be on the podcast or whatever that might be. Almost all of them have said yes. But the caveat is, they might not have said yes in the timing that I wanted them to say yes. Yeah. Like they might have replied to an email late later or a mm-hmm. couple weeks later or maybe even a month later. But they all were interested. They were just working it out on their time. Right. And like I think that's the thing. It's like putting yourself out there and just being uncertain about what it's gonna 
how, what's going to happen, uh-huh. just asking, even if you don't find out at that moment that that's that they're in that they're interested or that they want to hire you, you might find out in two months that they'd be like, you know, I saw that. I remember getting that email. I was looking through my old emails and I decided to email you back because I liked your resume a lot. Mm. And it's like just by asking or just by sending something or just by putting yourself out there, most of the times the return will be better than the uncertainty of actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, just do it. Like just jump in, give it a try. If you fail, I mean, you at least, so, you, at least you, you learned how you failed and you yeah, won't do that again. Exactly. I just failed this week. Like I'm still learning taxes. <laughs> and I just found out two days ago that I was supposed to have 1099 sent out to all the all the people that crewed with me this year that I paid over $600 and that it was due today, the 30th of January. Oh. And so I was, for the last 24 hours, I've been crash coursing into uh, <laughs> learning, you know, updating my QuickBooks because my current QuickBooks did not do that. It, it would not send 1099s to them. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I failed, you know, yeah. I could have had to, pay, I mean, I would have had to pay $50 per contractor to, for a late fee, but thankfully I got it all submitted last night. Shout out to Phil Woodall <laughs> from the library of for being my uh, therapist and tax consultant and QuickBooks I mean, specialist. So. That's the thing. It's like, if there's, if you don't know how to do something nowadays, there's enough information online and people in Huntsville through connections that you can make. That yeah. can help you and that are willing to help you. That's true. You know, that's a good point. I remember when I was a developer, I was the guy that never asked for help. And oh, there's Larry the bird. There's a bird flying yeah. at the door. It's, uh, he comes, he's a red cardinal. I've named him Larry the bird. And now Clark gets to meet him for the first time. He does that about a thousand times a day. Not even joking. <laughs> he's, he's just, he's actually, it's, flown at the door he flowed, about three or four times yeah and that just shows you how clean his door is <laughs> like you can't even tell it's not a door I, yeah i don't know what he's doing i mean this has been my life maybe he wants to live inside have you ever tried letting him in i've opened the door and he kind of flies away he gets scared <laughs> so i'm kind of he, scared if he did come in what he'd do to me he, he, he doesn't want to fly in when you let him in but yeah. he wants to come in when you like it's just the ability of like i want to come in but you don't want to let me in no he just likes to annoy me. He does it too, right? Especially when I'm stressed or something, he'll do it. <laughs> and or, you know, I'm trying to like concentrate, and he'll do it. And he just keeps doing it. He's just I'm doing like, it for your best. He's like, I want, he's like, you need to be outside riding your bike right now. Like, you know what? That's probably what he's saying. <laughs> that's exactly what he. Uh, All right, I think, you need, a little, I think you need to get a little bird door so he can fly <laughs> in. And a little out. bird door. <laughs> <laughs> but put it on the ground so he has to walk in. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if he walks. I don't think Larry. I, don't, I think he just flies the doors. I think he does. He actually does it to my neighbor, uh, Nick Harmon, who has his own shop in the back. He does the same thing to him every day, too. So I don't know how many people he does this to. In Maybe it's only his friends. I, I like that. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm friends with Larry the Bird. Nice. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about. It probably uh, wasn't important. QuickBooks, La- uh, Larry. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was the guy that never asked for help, you know, because I didn't want to bother people. And, you know, as you pointed out, like developers keep to themselves and have headphones on. So I was always, I would have to Google, you know, how to do something that I didn't know how to do. And I had another friend of mine who was opposite. He wouldn't Google. He would go ask an expert, you know, somebody you know, that was five feet away. There's Larry the Bird. <laughs> he's back. He's back. You're making uh, a special guest on this episode. We yeah, got Larry the Bird. We should. We should get him on there. And I always kind of got a, you know, 
annoyed with that a little bit because I was like, man, just just Google it, you know, just but he got the right answer, whereas I was getting I was getting, you know, whatever's on Google or whatever's on the internet and he did better than I did and it made me so mad, you know, but I, that was just my personality over his and uh but yesterday, you know, having to ask Phil for help like that a few times and he was glad to give it. Yeah. You know, he it made him it blessed him to know that information that he had, an experience that he had failed in before and has now conquered, knows how to do it. Was, he was able to share that with me, yeah. and it made him happy, and it made me obviously happy. <laughs> yeah, like I had to Google it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why well, I googled it, like a, and I still didn't find it. It's honestly like a better. It's honestly sometimes better learning from somebody who knows how to Absolutely, do it, yeah. because they know they can explain it sometimes a lot better than what Google can. Right. And it's like, like you said that they are super willing to tell mm-hmm. you what they know because they feel like by you asking is like the first step. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> it's like, okay, he at least thinks that I have some skills mm-hmm. in this field that he is willing to, despite his uncertainty that I'm actually going to ask it, mm-hmm. like that you'd even be willing to ask him. That right. You're like, oh yeah, I would love to show you. I would love to show you how I did this or how to do this or what this is or how to do your, ta- like, or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so it's, it's just kind of a crazy thing that like people are so scared to just put themselves out there that I think honestly people are, people really aren't even noticing your, you being scared to put yourself out there like mm-hmm. they really don't notice it they honestly just appreciate that you ask them and be willing to share any information they have right right i think that's good i so, think we need to we need yeah to i think i other. think that's um i don't know if that's where we're gonna cut it short man larry the bird's been uh kind of knocking on the door a little bit so well, he might be kind of friend oh he has uh larry and uh kim larry and kim that's his girlfriend that's his girlfriend yeah the so I think they've been knocking on the door a little bit. So I think, why is her name Kim? I don't know. I, I, I think I saw that little like restaurant off the Parkway, Kim's, and I like that's the only that's the first oh, thing that came to mind. Yeah. We should eat there sometime. Yeah, maybe have them good. on a show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's been forty minutes of us talking. Uh, it's, I know it's a different episode. I know it was kind of it was laid back and it was a lot of fun. I en- yeah. I enjoy doing it. I think it's something that we'll continue to do. Yep. Um, if it's something that you're liking and something you want to hear more of, uh, please leave a comment. You can find us on social media at Beyond Rockets. Uh, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, like a topic of failure or curiosity or whatever that might be, creativity, uh, just let us know. Yeah. Um, it's something that I think we enjoy doing. It's uh, Larry the Bird makes guest appearances sometimes, so it's always a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so definitely, like yeah. I said, check us out on social media at Beyond Rockets. And uh, listen to any of the past episodes if you missed them. Thank, thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond Rockets. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well as you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date on the new episodes and the events that are going on in Huntsville. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed.